All right, before we start, a short disclaimer, uh, which is that George, who is our interview subject here, speaks only for Prospera Zed as its technical secretary and not Honduras Prospera Inc. or its affiliates. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Ineash Brodsky. And I'm David. And uh, today we are joined by a very special guest, uh, George Colindres, who was introduced to me as uh, the mayor of Prospera, pretty much. Um, yeah, the friend I uh, mentioned on a previous episode uh, is actually transitioning out of working for Prospera. Um he has other projects he's moved on to, uh, but he very kindly put us in touch with some other people there, and uh, George was volunteered for coming on our podcast. Uh, also, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, as I'm sure Wes will not tire of telling people, you should not talk about ongoing litigation. So while we are planning on talking at least a little about the lawsuit we mentioned on that previous episode, uh, we are going to send a pre-publication uh, version of this recording to Prospera's legal team and uh, make sure that we don't talk about anything they don't want us to talk about. That's right. We are pro-censorship today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much. Uh, George, was that an okay introduction or is there anything you'd like to add or correct? No, that's, uh, that's good. A uh, pleasure to be here. All right, George. Uh, the first most important question. Is it pronounced pr- Prospera or Prospera? It's uh, Prospera. And oh, it's, man, I've been uh, saying Prospera this whole time. <laughs> it it has jerk. the accent mark to resolve literally that exact question. I thought the awesome. accent meant the other opposite thing. Americans don't know how accent marks work. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, Prospera is meant to, to signify in the present tense. Like It's not like a Prospera, like, like a verb or something in the future. It's like present tense, like it's presently prosperous. They're like, oh, that makes sense. Prospera. It is a no, special... Prospera. Is it? Sorry, Prospera. God, you see, you got me doing it. This is your fault, Wes. I trusted you as an authority. What? I'm the only reason we know the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, but you're also the lawyer, so I always thought you were right. I always think I'm right, too. We have that in common. <laughs> Uh, so it is it's a special economic zone. Is that the official designation? Correct, correct. It's uh, the official designation is Sede, is zone for employment and economic development, but it's a special economic zone in the Republic of Honduras. Awesome. And what does that mean? Do the Honduran laws not apply to you? I mean, I'm assuming you still can't murder people. Yeah, correct, <laughs> correct. That's uh, you know like a global rule. Like even even before there were laws about it, it was it was still a rule. But uh, anyways. Prospera is essentially a local jurisdiction in Honduras. It's a special jurisdiction. It is uh, a Honduran entity. I'm talking about Prospera Sede. I represent uh, a, a local government within Honduras that uh, enjoys a great deal of autonomy under the Honduran constitution to adopt different rules than those that exist uh, elsewhere in the country. And so these are Honduran rules. You know, Honduran norms and laws apply in Prospera, but they are different, and we have the autonomy and freedom to 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 change them and amend them and and essentially control most of the uh, operative law in the in the jurisdiction. 
So the way it works is you basically default to Honduras law, but if you want to pass a bill to change it, then you can? Uh, you're allowed to do that. That, that is not the, the route that Prospera took, uh, but that is the route that uh, other cities have taken. Uh, what okay. is that they built a whole uh, different legal system, and this uh, legal system was incorporated into, into Honduras through uh, the special economic zone. So we have a different... A law on property, a law on contracts, a law on, on torts. We have different financial regulation, a regulation for financial services, for education, uh, for construction. All of it is different from, from that which exists in, uh, in mainland Honduras. That's fantastic. Why? <laughs> well, because so so essentially, you know, Honduras is one of the poorest countries uh, uh, in the world, uh, you know, definitely among the top three here in, in Latin America. And part of it is because uh, Honduras does not have a rule of law. It does not protect property. And uh, there's a lot of corruption, you know, in government. So in, in democratic institutions are very weak. So with that context, a getting, turning, you know, this country into a prosperous nation is, is a, uh, Almost impossible. It's it's actually impossible without changing the institutions. But then it's very hard to change the institutions of uh, of a country such as Honduras because it's not democratic and there are you know special and entrenched interests with the current system. So the strategy was to create special autonomous zones that were uh, given a great deal of autonomy so that they could adopt different institutions, different rules, different uh, governing bodies that were actually pro-business, pro-investment, uh, pro-free trade. And uh, by exercising this autonomy, uh, we have been able to attract over, right now, over $100 million uh, uh, of investment to Honduras, uh, mostly from the U.S. And um, it, it's essentially based on, on our unique legal system, which is one of the most competitive in, in Latin America, I believe. Uh, what are the, some of the major differences between this legal system and what you typically see out there? Well, one, a Prosper is, is a unique in the, in the region in the sense that it is a common law zone uh, within a civil law country. Uh, there's only like five or six of these jurisdictions uh, worldwide. So, for example, uh, Hong Kong in China, uh, it has a common law legal tradition. This is the common law is the legal system that you find in Anglo-Saxon countries like the United Kingdom, Australia, the United States, Canada. And uh, most other countries have a civil law tradition from, from Europe, right? And, uh, but Hong Kong has a common law tradition, whereas the rest of China has a, like a socialist a civil law tradition. Then you have the Dubai International Financial Center, which has a common law tradition, whilst the rest of the country, the United Arab Emirates, has a, uh, an Islamic law legal tradition. And then you have Prospera that also has a common law a legal system, while the rest of Honduras has a civil law a tradition. A one, one of the most recent examples is a, a, the Astana Financial Center in Kazakhstan, which has also adopted uh, a common law legal system. And basically what this, what this means or empowers us to is a, to become more familiar a, with um, with the main financial centers across the world, most of the wealth in in you know in the world is is uh, 
in the United States and in Anglo-Saxon uh, uh, countries. That's where the main financial centers in the world are. So this makes it easier for us to connect with capital and makes it easier for capital to come here because uh, you can bring investors and companies and they can retain their own legal counsel. Uh, you know, they are already familiar with the legal system. Most of the financial world works under a common law legal tradition. And so part of the mission is to integrate Honduras with global global markets. Uh, so is the function of Prospera then to be like a financial hub in Latin America? Uh, yes, correct, correct. That's uh, that's the idea. And uh, common law legal system, we thought it was very important to be able to integrate properly, uh, you know, with with global financial capitals across the world. All right. How much actual physical space do you have? It's uh, a little bit over a thousand acres. Uh, it's uh, six hundred acres in Roatan. Uh, this is uh, an island on the northern coast of Honduras uh, in the Caribbean. It's a former former British colony. And then we have another 400 acres in mainland La Ceiba, which is in the northern Atlantic coast of Honduras. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how many acres that is. Is, is that a lot? Like, is Hong Kong comparable? Well, the island of uh, Roatan, this is uh, somewhere around the same size as the island of Hong Kong. Not the entire Hong Kong area, but the island of Hong Kong is somewhere around 80 square kilometers. Uh, Roatan is like uh, 82, 83. It's very similar, the size of the whole island to to, to the size of the island of uh, uh, Hong Kong. Um, okay. Yeah, our size, we will usually compare ourselves with the size of, of Monaco. I believe Monaco is somewhere around 500 acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 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 yeah, uh, and, and we're a thousand acres. But uh, it's not contiguous. In Roatan, we have like 600 acres uh, that is in the island. And so that's that could be a, perhaps a better, better comparison. Yeah. Uh, according to Wolfram Alpha, it is about a tenth of the home range of an adult male cougar. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, with, um, with uh, that space, how much of it is in use right now if i remember correctly this is a fairly young thing that's just getting started yes yes actually from so we have a thousand acres out of uh, those thousand acres i would say 400 400 acres are in use uh, that includes uh, an area in which uh, there's a major touristic resort the Pristine bay resort that's uh it also has a hotel, an eighteen golf, uh, eighteen hole golf course. Uh, you know, restaurants. Uh, there's a Bitcoin education center with you know crypto ATM. Um, another part, we have the highest tower in the island. We build the highest. Uh, you know, because we're an autonomous zone, we were able to establish a different set of rules for for zoning for and construction. And so, traditionally, the island has only allowed up to ten stories. You know, tall buildings, 10-story tall buildings. Uh, we went for 14, and then the second one is going to be 19 stories uh, tall. So, so yeah, we have the highest tower in, in, in the Bay Islands uh, department. Do you have a zoning code? Uh, yes, yes. We So we're given autonomy over taxation, over, you know, financial regulation, over zoning, uh, urban planning. Essentially, we have autonomy on on all areas of the law except criminal law. And uh, we're subject to the national government in defense, you know, for the for military matters. 
oh, and foreign relations, that's another part. We cannot partake in foreign relations or, or formalize international treaties with our other countries. But uh, other than that, we, we're, we're pretty free to adopt any governance, a framework that conforms to the SETE organic law, which was a law that the Congress approved to create these zones, and that conforms to international treaties ratified by Honduras. So we have to respect like the international labor organization treaties, uh, human rights treaties, uh, international commercial treaties, and, and that sort of uh, obligations that the state has and that Prospera Sede as part of the Honduran state also has to uh, comply with. Hmm. So uh, if we were at Prospera right now, uh, we would have this resort, we would have this tower, but beyond that, what would what would we actually see? Uh, if I remember right, when you started the project, it was basically just totally undeveloped land. So like, what what have you turned that land into now that it's been running for what, like six, seven years? Operations started in 2020. Oh, okay. uh, so yeah, it started like right at the start of the of the pandemic, and uh, it was essentially like you're saying undeveloped land. But uh, since we have incorporated uh, the resort, that's uh, somewhere around 350, 360 acres, some something like that. So the resort has a beach club, uh, you know, the the golf course has a hotel, restaurants has like you can see many villas uh, in the in the overall resort, a, a road. Um, and, and this Bitcoin education center, which is, you know, onboarding businesses in the island so that they can go into crypto and, and also get the off-ramping service. Um, we also have, you know, the tower I mentioned. Uh, we have, uh, there's a service exports uh, effort, which and what that means is that we essentially uh, recruit uh, Honduran professionals and we also recruit American companies so that, uh, you know, they hire the Honduran professionals and they come to work from here in, in Prospera. There's a bank. We have a bank. A Seshad Bank recently started operations in Prospera City. Um, and, you know, there's investment funds, holding companies have transferred their operations here. Uh, there's uh, clinics, wellness clinics, uh, genetic uh uh, treatment clinics and um, there's a drone company operating here it's one of the biggest companies uh, drone companies in latin america has uh, has started operations here in prospera and you know many more it's 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 a platform right it is the, the idea for prospera is to to be a platform for uh, builders and entrepreneurs and and other businesses to come here and grow and take advantage of our uh, more advantageous legal system how does Prospera itself make money? Well, so Prospera, it, you, you have to distinguish. First, we have to distinguish between two Prosperas because there are two Prosperas. There's a Prospera Sede, which is the, the entity I represent, and this is the local government. This is the public authority here. And then there's Honduras Prospera Inc., which is the private U.S. company that uh, is making the effort to, to bring all the investments and uh, and essentially uh, the company that worked with the Honduran government to create Prospera Sede, which is uh, the local government that I represent. So the Sede government, uh, you know, I, I, I'm in charge of uh, collecting taxes. We have a 1% income tax, a 2.5% sales tax. 
Uh, I'm in charge of collecting that. We also have various fees from the entity registries. It's like a commercial registry. Um, we we collect fees from the property registry for property transactions and registration of properties. Uh, we collect fees uh, from uh, applications for licenses and permits. So that's uh, and for other public services provided by by the city. Those are the main sources of revenue. And then uh, uh, the private company, you know, it's it has uh, a more diverse uh, set of uh, revenue sources. Uh, one is a real estate development. I think that's one of the biggest advantage of the uh, of the jurisdiction. So it's been partnering with various uh, uh, co developers to 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 push forward various projects here. Uh, you know, there's uh, uh, the hotel is is operational, the golf course. Um, and various other initiatives here. Prospera has uh, also like a like a Prospera Capital that invests uh, in various other businesses that, that operate here. And so, so, so yeah, you know, it's it's uh, essentially it's a free jurisdiction, uh, and uh, taking advantage of business opportunity here, so it's uh, easier and opportunities are, are are immense. I think it's like endless. How, how many businesses have moved there so far? There's somewhere around 130 businesses, 130 businesses uh, that have moved here. Uh, we have uh, around uh, 1,100 employees. Uh, this is taking into account in these 100,000 employees. Uh, so 1,100 employees are distributed among all these uh, a company. So you have companies with uh, two employees, with five employees, uh, with 10, uh, others with 50, others with 100, others with uh, 250, like that. So it's distributed across various uh, employers. And um, and yes, yeah, soon when the tower is done, our population density is going to increase. And then my my job is going to become a little bit more you know, dependent on how much people like me because uh, uh, that's what once we reach, according to my calculations, once we have over 150 permanent residents, then they can essentially vote me out and, and you know, they can select the local authority, which is, you know, the mayor of the, of the jurisdiction. So that 100, um, uh, 1,100 employees, that's also the number of permanent residents? No, because they, they only come to work. Right and yeah. uh, and then what the uh, what Congress uh, the Honduran Congress stated in the law is that uh, when you start a city, then the company nominates the mayor, the technical secretary, and so Honduras Prospera Inc. nominated me to the Honduran government to serve as as, as governor or you know the technical secretary of the zone, and then I was appointed by the Honduran government. But that's because there's no people. Once people move in and are inhabitants, so that they have their residence uh, with their residence within Prospera, then they they are entitled to you know they have their political uh, and democratic participation rights, and so they the the law says that uh, they have to elect the technical secretary of the jurisdiction. So, how many permanent residents are there right now? Right now, it's like very few, maybe five or two, uh, because, uh, you know, the tower's not yet done. And, mm. uh, like, I live, for example, I, I live within Prospera City, but the specific lot where the house 
<laughs> where the house where I live is not it's not within the zone. But I just ah. but I cross I cross the street and I'm in the zone. I go back into my house and then I'm not in the zone. So uh, you know when you come here, you see a lot of people, right? Uh, but none are actual like leaving. Like they don't go to to their bed to sleep in in a, in a house that's part of the jurisdiction. Okay. Um. Well, any other uh, basic intro to Prospero questions, or shall we move on to talking about the spicy stuff? So what's the actual benefit to the country of Honduras here? Well, you know, Honduras has a 73% poverty rate, and out of that poverty rate, around 44% is extreme poverty. And then you have like an economically active population of uh, around 4.5 million people and um, estimates uh, all right that's it for the free preview uh there's about 40 more minutes left of this interview if you want to hear that uh, please subscribe on substack and you'll instantly be granted access uh so please do that thank you